0: Welcome to Food and Loathing, where we agree that variety is the spice of life, but we also know that quality is the protein, so we are on a never-ending quest to introduce you to the widest and spiciest variety of high-quality food that Las Vegas has to offer, and some of the other varieties that Las Vegas has to offer as well. I'm your host, Al Mancini, the show's resident over-the-hill food writer who has been covering the city's restaurant scene since the days when Olive Garden was the perennial winner of Most Best Italian Restaurant Awards. Oh, good God. (laughs) I like to think I had something to do with... um Stopping those restaurant awards (laughs) being given out at some places that I worked. Um, Yes, so I may not have seen it all, but I've seen a lot, and I can even remember a bit of it, which is the most amazing part, given the way this town works. My co-host is younger, hipper, and by most accounts, a hell of a lot nicer. She's one of the food writers for OffTheStrip.com. Her name is Samantha Stevens, but her friends just call her Gemini. Gemini, how are you?
1: I'm very well today. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. We're in this cool space. I'm just like like super chill today.
0: Yes, yes. So um, uh, before we get into where we are, producer Rich Johnson <laughs> continues his world travels. Last I heard, he had um left the United States and was exploring the food of Paris. And yeah. um, surprisingly, actually, little of it seems to be fast food. <laughs> which is something that makes me very proud and hoping that um, maybe we had a good influence on him and his dining. He's going to be on here um, in not too long, probably doing a show with you, Gemini, via Zoom. I don't know if I'm going to be here for that one. So those of you who want to catch up on where Rich is, have no fear. He's going to be around sometime within the next couple weeks. And he is behind the scene, making sure that whatever we fuck up, and by we, I mean me, um, (laughs) fuck up, that he will be fixing it. So, you know, if it sounds good, that means Rich is doing his job. Today's episode is being recorded at one of the coolest spots in Las Vegas, Area 15. And man, I am so incredibly grateful to be here. This place just always makes me happy when I visit. From the sculpture garden outside, through the various activities, the experiences, the exhibits, the bars, the restaurants, this, I just, I fucking love Area 15. Gemini, are you a fan of this place?
1: I love this place. I love the lights, I love the vibe i love that you can see a little bit of everything and i think there's a little bit of something for everybody so
0: yeah they just need mdma being handed out <laughs> at the door and that would make it like
1: at security check at i'm security sorry check. you don't have any drugs would you like would some? you like some maybe they should add that
0: well, i'm sure get people scowling at me already in the pr department <laughs> Oh, man, we're yes. We're going to get 86 <laughs> So Yes, so that's, that's moving quite along there.
1: <laughs> well, later in the show, we're going to speak with Chef Chris Garcia, Executive Chef at the brand new Area 15 restaurant Kaya Handroll, as well as Area 15's Associate Director of Food and Beverage Marketing, Jennifer Falconi. Did I get that one right? Falcione. All right, we'll leave that one. (laughs) That will be smack dab in the middle of the show, but after Al and I try to make you hungry talking about our meals. But before we get to any of that a rep of area 15 is here with us and i'd really like to thank him for welcoming us into the property and maybe cover some basics on what area 15 is all about so before we start chatting food please allow me to welcome to the complex or the complexes coo dan pelson
0: yeah, he's welcoming us to the complex he
1: is dan. welcome to the
0: complex thanks for having <laughs> us man. thank you for giving us in. we got this cool little like bat cave up, up upstairs in area 15 Dude, I don't it's know. so cool i know man and it's like it's weird because because, you know, and, and all our friends in the food and beverage industry know, you know, there's always PDRs and private rooms to have events. Yeah. You can't, you know, If you can't do that, you know, you don't make profit in any business in this town. So I'm assuming that's what this is for. But it is just, it's really cool. Like, it's not just a plain old empty room. You know, there's good nice art on the yeah. walls. We've got a little miniature space capsule over there behind I, me that looks like it's like where a plush monkey would right. use to go to the moon, <laughs> right? Like a really wealthy monkey It looks really comfortable, capsule. too. Yeah, it looks cool. So this is a great space. Thanks for getting us in here dan our pleasure my pleasure it's great to see you thanks for being here thank you um, we we are we're thrilled to be here but i guess what we have to do i i was saying this when i told people i was coming in here i'm like i've got to get someone from area 15 to tell me what area 15 is because i've been here half dozen times at least and i love it and i know it's cool but it's really hard for me to describe to people
2: well I've been working here for five years, uh, well before we opened. And I'll tell you, um, I have a hard time explaining it, too. And that's part of the mystery and the allure and what makes it so magical and special. I mean, if I were giving you the official um, you know, answer, definition, we're a 20-acre experiential entertainment district here in the heart of Las Vegas. And um, we're, we're offering people the opportunity to just have their minds blown. I mean, so the the problem is the the language used to describe it doesn't do it justice. And it's things like, have your mind blown, you know, become a A participant in life you step through the doors and we want you to you know stop being a spectator and actually live and engage with everything that's going on around you from you know some of our uh, the wild exhibits that are here like meow wolf which is a, a tenant here so we have tenants and we have our own operated businesses but meow wolf has something called omega mart which is I mean, try to describe yeah. that to well, somebody. It's a, it's a, it's a multiverse, right? It's a, it's like you know, you were joking at the start of the show. You really don't need drugs to be <laughs> <there>. um because <laughs> this place kind of is. A, does it does what all yeah. the good drugs
0: do. Yeah. Do. Anyway, this, you guys exactly. do it on a much more expensive basis than, than a cheap hit of
2: acid would do. And, that goes away. And this it's the, a this safer. Does it. And this, this sticks with you longer. Yes, yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, yeah. You know, you mentioned meowwolf, and I think it's important that we we get that straight. And you you said it right up front that they are a tenant. I think what happened with um, with Area 15 was Meow Wolf was probably the best known tenant that you have coming in. Yeah. They're also the first to be here, and Omega Mart was the, most people's first introduction to Area exactly. 15. So they feel as if Omega Mart by Meow Wolf is almost synonymous with Area 15, which it is in people's experience. But it's it's hard to explain to people that a um, mega mart is. By the way, how I would explain it to people, it's like let's say you just went into a really fucked up supermarket and you discovered aliens <laughs> had taken over the planet. And in the back, if you go in through a walk-in freezer, you find where all the aliens are fucking with everybody. And <laughs> if you do come with a teenager, which I did at one point, one of my friends' kids, there is so much for them to dig into. There's so many yeah. clues. There's mysteries to be solved. There's map coordinates. It is like it's like a giant escape room, except you don't have to escape, and you can do it at your own pace. Um, or you could just walk around and go, wow, this shit's fucking cool. In which case, you're going to have a great time if you don't try to do any of the uh, storyline. Yes. You don't need to follow the storyline. Very much like an online gaming world, where you can follow the quest if you want to, or you can just go in and have a good time and explore.
2: That's right. And, and Meow Wolf is, they're, they're an art collective. I mean, that's where they started, right? In Santa mm-hmm. Fe. This was their second location. And, and when we sign them up to, to be a tenant here because we do have tenants here. Um, we knew they were going to be really the largest tenant. There are 45,000 square feet of, oh my God. of of what they do. And um, and that's exactly right. I mean, it's a lot of people come in there just to see art. I mean, it really is just art in a lot of ways. It's just incredible tech driven in in many ways or just just kind of mind-blowing art, but there is a story to it. And that core audience of, of theirs will come back over and over again to try to solve the riddle. Right. Um, but you don't need to do that. You can just walk around and have your, you know, just be amazed by what you see around you. But they're one of, you know, a dozen tenants that we have here. We also have Wink World, which is Chris Wink's, um, uh, he was one of the co-founders of Blue Man Group. This is his next venture. Um, and that's doing very well. And uh, again, have you seen Wink World? I, I have not got, seen you have to go that. in there it's about a 20 minute experience but it's another Um, Very difficult thing to explain. It's like being inside Chris's brain. Um, And uh, it leads you from room to room and, you know, it's a little bit more structured, but there's lots of things like that. And then we balance it with what's called competitive leisure in the real estate world, which means, you know, throwing axes. I have
0: done that. I've thrown some (laughs) axes here, yes.
2: Um, There's a bar arcade that we own and operate now called Asylum Arcade, um, which was a tenant, but we just acquired it because we do look at the businesses and say, look, you know, sometimes it makes more sense for us to run it they were doing an incredible job but we we, we see an opportunity to expand the opportunity um, and then we have a ton of attractions things to do well like uh, we have a powered zip line where you can race your friend around the ceiling right. of the building which is kind of crazy <laughs> yeah. um, lift off lounge and and then food and beverage I mean and at the heart of of this is is food and beverage and we own and operate and have from the beginning all of the the food Uh, in the building. Um, Many of the bars, many of our tenants have their own bars in there, which, of course, they're, you know, uh, they're operating. But uh, that's a really critical part of our model, too.
0: And so when we look at things like Luminarium, which I've been over to, and also um, Lost Spirits Distillery, both of which, by the way, have dining experiences, which are phenomenal. We've got Elizabeth Blau over at Luminarium. We've got a crazy thing that we've talked about in detail on this podcast in the past over at Lost Spirits.
2: But are are those both tenants or are they... They're both tenants in that in those cases and they're in outer buildings which we're expanding we're, we're adding 20 more acres to this by the way going north um, we've already announced that Universal is putting their Horror Nights uh, 100,000 square feet on wow. on the uh, what looks like a parking lot north of us so we're adding a few hundred thousand square feet of more stuff to do to blow your mind oh, and there's so, already
0: so much yeah. and so a lot of these things just to get the basics under so people understand it some of these things are ticketed you need a ticket to go into a mega mart you need a ticket to go Lost Spirits Distillery, uh, etc. Luminarium, uh, axe throwing. You know, you need a reservation to go in and do that. I've done that, um, but you can. And I want to make this clear for people: you could just come and hang out at Area 15 yeah. and have your mind blown. Maybe not completely, but you could definitely have your mind teased a bit. And, Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And and that's you know we don't like to be compared to a mall, but in the way in a way we are. Similar in that it's free to enter, except on Friday and Saturday nights. We have a cover charge just to create a little speed bump because we, we don't want to be Fremont necessarily. They do a great job of that, but we want a little bit of a um, a speed bump to, to get in. And it's not a very expensive cover charge, but otherwise it's free to cut to get in um, all, all, at all other times. And yeah, you could just walk around and sit and look at the you know the oddwood tree or I or, love oddwood. Yeah, words. exactly. So <laughs> and and you know and we know that what what we're ultimately trying to do is create a a community destination whether you're a tourist or a local a place for people to go and connect connect with art connect with music connect with food connect with each other connect with themselves if we just really when we built this we were really looking at devices as the competition and then the pandemic hit and we realized that we you know it was more important than ever to create a place that people can physically connect with each other um, and and be in a place where they could share experiences. Um, So it's exciting to see. We had over three and a half million people come here last year.
0: I, I love that you just said that you thought devices were your main competition, because I feel like this is one of the few places on Earth, where you don't want to look, you don't want to look at your phone ever. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on to look at around you exactly. that it, uh, it distracts you. Well, look, man, I want to thank you so much for your time. We are definitely excited to speak to um, the other two guests you have lined up for us. But um, it wouldn't be food and loathing if we didn't do some um, bragging disguised as restaurant reporting. <laughs> so um, yes, you're, you're welcome to stick around, or you know, you can you can get the hell out of here. But thanks so much for your My your your hospitality for us today and we are gonna get on to this part of the show where we talk about where we've been eating since last we spoke and Gemini why don't you start it off for us
1: well, I had a few things this week. Um, first, I want to thank, again, Carson Kitchen for hosting us last week and feeding us so much amazing food. Um, we talked a little bit about what we got, but since I got to be the one to take it all home, I wanted to just describe some of it briefly. Um, those minted snap peas with this sort of julep twist, including bourbon. Uh, <laughs> venison tacos, um, a wonton crunch, which is the broccoli slaw. Mexican street polenta, which mixes your elote dreams with a fried polenta with it which is so delicious three bean salad with tasso ham who does that (laughs) and you know you know I fell in love with what they called those gin riggies the rigatoni pasta bake with snake and python sausage I still can't Um, get over that
0: snake is python I'm
1: sorry rabbit and <laughs> python rabbit sausage and python.
0: you got me confused. I
1: have it in my head now <laughs> yes. um, mm-hmm. holy hell that was my favorite I also took home a sloppy joe and a mushroom flatbread and those were delicious I'm so sorry you missed those because the sloppy joe yeah, I
0: know they were. They just kept bringing fucking food they- <laughs> out and we were like we're, we're gone we're leaving I got another they, event yeah to get
1: to. <laughs> um, I actually stayed back and got some work done so um, I didn't dig into those until I got home but the sloppy joe was really really good um, it wasn't as sloppy, that stuff that we're, they show us on TV, um, but uh, it was it was super flavorful, really, really well seasoned, and then a mushroom flatbread that I believe John took to work, uh, so not much to report other than, oh yeah, it was really good. Um, <laughs> and I just really <laughs> want to thank the team, because I stayed back. I also tried a couple of cocktails off of the new menu, since I was sitting there working anyway, and uh, I think my favorite was the Fine you. And uh, it's a little bit bitter, a little bit rye, so it's got a spice to it. It's got a bite to it, you know, kind of like my heart, a little (laughs) bit bitter. Um, So, yeah, everybody was just really great. And the hospitality doesn't change. You mentioned last week, you know, they are absolutely one of the um, cornerstones of the block. But I think they're also a touchstone of hospitality in the area because... When we walked out, it it didn't change. I mean, people were being treated so well. Everybody's on top of everything. They really got it done. So I just wanted to put that out there and say thank oh, you.
0: And mad props to everybody over at Carson Kitchen. We love you guys.
1: Um, Dragon Tiger Noodle Company by Jet Tila.
0: Ah, this is interesting. I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, because Jet's a, a longtime friend of mine. I have zero done. problems
1: with him as a human. Yeah, but this <laughs> not this, 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 restaurant, this chain huh? thing. This is my second time uh-huh. there. I wanted to I wanted to give it a second chance um it's way too expensive for what they give you um i get it um they're in maybe it's by location this one is in boca park at fort apache in charleston it's sort of a nicer area of town there's a lot of expensive shops and stuff around there Um, and it was a large bowl and they did pack it with a lot of food uh, but what I didn't like was the marinated eggs seemed to be more of an afterthought. They were like hard-boiled eggs that had been sort of laid in soy for a little while versus like ramen eggs.
0: So it's a fast food version of ramen. Yeah, I mean, it's it is. It really is. It's like yeah. a, like the, the Chipotle of ramen, right? <laughs> like you kind of make your, build your own. Like yeah. Like you and they the, could build a burrito at Chipotle. The bok choy
1: was raw. Like they give you spice options. So I chose sort of medium because I like things spicy, but I knew I had other things to eat throughout the day Um, and they just kind of plop the spice in the bottom of the bowl that being said there are some highlights their, their pork chasu was super tender. It was a pork belly, not just a, a pork loin cut or something like that. It was really, really, really well done. Um, I love that they use mayatake mushrooms instead of woodier mushrooms. I find those woodier mushrooms that everybody uses. I know that they're more uh, realistic to a lot of Asian cultures and a lot of Asian food because that's that's what they have. Mm-hmm. But these mayatake mushrooms are so rich. They had such a great texture. Um, so, you know, I'll just say mix everything up really well to make <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) sure your spice levels are what they should be again the veg um was a little bit raw but other than that i actually kind of enjoyed it
0: really so i was there you know it's so funny i was following that restaurant opening for a long time you know jed i was texting him you know about it and for a while i thought he had been pulled out of the project and then i found out he was back in the project um you know jason harris and i went over to see him the day that the first one opened over on um like by St. Rose Parkway, yeah, area, yeah, right, and um, you know, and, and Jet was there that day, but it was opening day, and they, they had a lot of problems, you yeah. know, and there was nothing about me about it that I liked enough to go back, yeah, right, and say, let me see if they've worked their shit out, yeah, and, and uh, you know, and. I don't know, because when you see someplace on the first day, it's, it's hard to tell. But based on what I'm hearing from you now, I'm not sure that I'm rushing out to try it again. I know,
1: I know? know. I think I think the biggest thing for me is it's close to home. I do know that when they had their official opening, because I had an appointment in the same park, at the, the uh, shopping park at the same day, uh, he was out there. He was with the crowds. Everybody loved it. He was super nice to everybody. Uh, I don't know what the food was like that day. Um, but, you know, I would still, I think I might give it a third chance, because there was enough this time, like said with the pork and the broth and the mushrooms and a few other things the service was quick was exactly they were perfectly nice
0: see I'm just trying to get it through my head I guess and I need several more visits probably before I will is is this really just trying to do to um Ramen? <laughs> D- due to ramen, thanks. I had a great part there. <laughs> due to ramen, like what McDonald's did to hamburgers? I mean, is like that what they're doing? That's kind of what I'm
1: wondering. Yeah,
0: and I, I mean, I hope it's not. I hope it's better than yeah. that. But if it is, I'm sure there's a market for that. It yeah. just isn't going to be me.
1: Right, that's fair. You know, fair. The same that's as, fair. you know,
0: like there's a market for McDonald's right? too, but it ain't me. I've been so. making
1: myself these food lists of places that I have to go and kind of compare, and ramen is one of them, and this is obviously... If, if it's not clear probably the very bottom of the list so
0: far I don't know if we need but, <laughs> fast food ramen because ramen <laughs> itself is really affordable it's a quick to be anyway with and it's or quick it should anyway. be affordable and yeah and again
1: and this was one bowl of ramen not a whole lot of extra no accoutrement no drink no side dishes mm-hmm. and it was over forty dollars for a bowl of ramen what That's, oh yeah, yeah, okay. I, yeah. I don't see myself. Yeah, you're doing crossing that at it all. off your imaginary list I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't see myself doing
0: I mean, I love Jet, so I'll go back probably again just because I like him. Oh, um, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's that's not yeah. I'm not feeling that. Not at that price. I'm really not nope. feeling it. Um and Yeah, I mean, I wish Morimoto would just open his fucking ramen place here in Vegas. But we're going to – let's keep going because we got guests lined up for us. I will
1: keep the next two pretty brief. We've talked about uh, at least one of them before, Burgundy French Bakery in Village Square at Sahara and Fort Apache. They did it again. We popped in right at 8 a.m. after going to the dog park yesterday morning, and there was already a line, which I love that place. It's such a good sign for their business. Um, And we kept it simple. John got the beignet, which is as big as his head. It's fried Mm -hmm. off perfectly without being oily, which I appreciate. Um, he got a, a drip coffee, which he enjoyed. And I, for once, got one of their savory dishes. I got a frittata. I didn't want anything too big. Um, it's not a huge piece, uh, maybe four and a half, five inches across. Um, and it's made with egg whites and spinach and feta cheese. And it's not overly seasoned. It has just the salt from the feta. It was a wonderful bite. And I love that the patio is dog-friendly. So um, absolutely delighted with that place. Very happy to to give them my business.
0: Yes, and I then, like them very much. As well.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then just quickly a the over there
0: is like an award winning chef. And yeah. Fantastic. I
1: just know yeah. that everybody there is just amazing. If you know, do you want it heated? Do you want it not? Like they've got 18 orders going on at the same time. And everybody is just making me really, a
0: croissant in there, too.
1: Oh, yeah. They and do. you got to get a baguette once in a while and mm-hmm. take one of those home. Um, and I tried out something new to me, Munchbox on (laughs) Fort Apache in Patrick Lane in the Southwest. Oh, I've
0: passed it. uh, Yeah. I've never been in there.
1: I, I, you know, I didn't know what I wanted, but I wanted something. So I kind of went the protein route. I got a breakfast quinoa bowl with sausage and eggs and spinach, and I added some mushrooms and avocado and goat cheese. The portions are huge and they're not very expensive. I think maybe... 20 bucks with a juice or something out the door give or take and i probably have breakfast for the next three days it's almost like meal prep you just go in you order and then you're (laughs) set for quite a few days so what about you what have you been
0: a a new york bagel or an einstein's bagel or is it right next door to it i don't remember There used to be one. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, you asked a question. I will answer it. <laughs> where, have, where have you been eating? Where have um, you been eating? You know, Sue and I celebrated our anniversary last week. Um, we're not big on celebrating special occasions at crazy fancy restaurants because, as much as I love those restaurants, I dine in them all the time. And eating at one is always going to be work for me. Yeah. Because I'd have to be taking pictures and notes, <laughs> and I have to come on and tell you all about it, which I did not want to do that night because we were celebrating our anniversary. right? So um, we still want to go someplace nice, and for this anniversary we called our friend Evo over at Harlow at the last minute, and asked him to save us some spots at the bar, so we got the corner spots at the bar, fantastic. Um, I cannot tell you how much I love having a place the, this, this amazing in the summer area. Mm. i said it a thousand times, man, but Harlow could honestly go head-to-head with any of the top strip steakhouses. And if you want to spend top dollar on a blowout steak and caviar dinner without leaving the West Side, it will never disappoint you. Oh, You're never going to go, so oh, oh, it's not quite as great as Bellagio or wherever you know you, your normal places are. It's going to be that good. Um, but I also, when I don't want to go hog wild, I love sitting at the bar and just having some small bites. This time around, we kept it simple. Trio of, trio of those caviar snacks, a carpaccio with wild mushrooms and a crab cake and yet even with such a small sample man I was really impressed by how even these tiny bites I could taste chef Gina Marinelli's personality and her point of view in every dish and that means really just allowing the central ingredients to be aggressive and bold uh, she just has so much respect for the fact that a blue crab is a brinier crab than the other varieties that a lot of West Coast people are used to, and it needs to be complemented, not covered up. Uh, the carpaccio was, um, you know, really turfy on the surf and turf side I of our, our meal, and it was rich. And thanks to these mushrooms and a hearty drizzle of very, very good olive oil, even down to the tiny breadsticks that she accompanies with that. You know, there's 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 a purpose to these dishes, and she she respects these ingredients so much. Caviar as well. These caviar bites. They're playful and fun. You got a I caviar on the taco. Those. You got the caviar yes. on the potato cake. All that kind of <laughs> shit. But at the end of the day, she remembers that it's really the caviar that you're there for. Mm-hmm. You're not there to say you had caviar and eat something else. You're there to eat caviar, and it's quality and it tastes good. Um, Gina was there that night. She was kind enough to send us over a sweet bite for our an anniversary dessert, and we just had a really, really their pastry ingredient. chef
1: is fantastic.
0: Who's doing the patient? I
1: though? wish I could. Always, I had the name in my head two seconds I was ago. If Damn it was
0: Karis? Is Karis, was Karis Kwan. I don't know if, if it's no. Karis.
1: They had because somebody. She's
0: involved with that organization. She is. So. Yeah.
1: I don't know. But I just, I remember my birthday last year, we went and we had ordered a couple of the desserts just to check it out. And then a friend of ours saw us from across the restaurant. And they sent over a couple of different desserts. And pretty soon we had about four or five people eating these desserts because they're just so rich. But <laughs> so much time and care. As you are saying, Goes into everything, so yeah,
0: it's a great place. Uh, I'll try to be quicker with the rest of these. Um, I went on a media tasting at the new Hawth, new oh, menu, yeah, new I'm menu sad at to Hawthorne miss that. Grill. Um, this is the restaurant in the JW Marriott, and they've had some great chefs over the years. Mm. In fact, honestly, it's the quality of food that I've had at Hawthorne and some of the other restaurants in there that turned me into the fan of the JW Marriott yeah. brand. Part of the reason that I'm returning to their boutique Casa <laughs> within the JW Marriott um, in Cabo in two weeks. There you because, go. You know, I just, the place, they, they do you know pay attention to the details. Um, this, their chefs rolled out a true feast for us. There were playful apps like mini tacos, open-faced Chicago beef. Um, Classics like steak steak tartare and a caprese salad. Um, What else? We had some excellent sea bass, a pan of, um, I think they were broiled seafood with crab legs, scallops, and shrimp. Um, what else oh did we gosh. do? I didn't have much of the short rib to talk about. Everyone else seemed to love it. I was really impressed with the tomahawk, even though I'm not a big steak guy. So, um, yeah, just check it out. Hawthorne Grill, new, I'm new menu out there. for the summer rolling around and I'm working on a food halls, a food hall story for the LVCVA. So I paid a visit to the one down at the Fremont in DTLV. I was really impressed with the Korean inspired chicken sandwich from craft kitchen. Yeah. It comes with, um, a slaw. Perfectly runny fried egg on a purple purple roll that I'm gra- guessing was ube, uh, since I also had some purple ube bread pudding while I was there, and that was excellent. So bravo to the Fremont. I didn't try uh, many of the other places, but that was really good. Quick visit to Aces and Ales where I had a good breakfast burrito. Yeah. Um, brunch at Buddy V's is fantastic. I, look anytime Elizabeth blouse involved with a brunch, you know, it's going to be a great brunch. She's a partner in buddy V's, So Sunday brunch is back. That's the key takeaway. We told you about it last yep. week. Um, some items that you order yourself, some items that are, um, you know, the buffet style, all you can eat comes in at like 55 bucks plus 20. That's not bad at all. Booze. So 75, you're doing a boozy brunch, right? And you Maybe got, I buddy's. know what I'm
1: doing on Sunday. Yeah, man, I would definitely <laughs> check it out. And
0: you know, look, they do the pastas and they do buddies, meatballs that everybody loves. Um, I'm, you know, me, I, I say a meatball's a ball of meat. I don't judge anybody on a meatball, but people love his meatballs. And I, I like them as well. Just didn't, put my, you know, just meatballs aren't my dish. Uh, so it was just really, really good stuff. I had a lot of great dishes. The desserts, of course, are fantastic. They oh. got stuff from Carlos Bakery over there. Um, you know, but they have a carving stations, you know, so you do all that kind of stuff. It's everything that you really want with that Buddy V's hospitality. So I would tell people to check it out, man. I am a fan. You know, it's funny, when we were doing the brunch list. Yeah. Recommendations for Neon Feast. Every time I sent out the survey, Buddy Vs always came back. You know, I've done these surveys several times in the year and a half we've been operating. And even if Buddy V's didn't have brunch, it came back as the best brunch spot because people <laughs> remembered from when it did, they remembered yeah. it so well. So um, I'm curious hey, to see. Hey, that speaks
1: volumes. Yeah, that it'll come
0: back. <laughs> Hopefully people are going to like it again on this new survey.
1: I love it. Hey, you know, coming up in the news, new venues at the Palms and Green Valley Ranch, Wine Spectators Restaurant Awards, and where to eat and drink on Independence Day. But first, we're joined by two more representatives of Area 15. This is Food and Loathing. Okay.
4: Here you are in Vegas, you're hungry, and the choices are endless. But do you really want to trust the crowd? You can trust Neon Feast. Restaurant recommendations from real food pros, sharing where they send friends and family. All that knowledge is just a download away on the Neon Feast app. Want the strip? Off strip? Downtown? Great views? Great value? Find smart, informed restaurant recommendations on the Neon Feast app and neonfeast.com. Want more?
0: Ah, we got more. Find me every Thursday morning around 8.10 on The Club, AM 670 KMZQ. On TV, you can find me Mondays around 8.30 a.m. on Wake Up With The CW. And the Neon Feast updates happen all week long on all of the highway radio stations all over your FM dial. The vibe, the drive, highway country, or go to highwayradio.com. And joining us for this segment of Food and Loathing, we have two other guests from our host property, Area 15. We're joined by Jennifer Falcione, uh, the Associate Director of Food and Beverage Marketing for The Complex. Jennifer, how are you?
3: Great. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. And across the table from you, we have executive chef Chris Garcia of Kaya Handroll, which just opened. Congratulations, chef.
4: Hey, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I got to tell you, I really love the name of the, of the podcast. It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Well, thank
0: you. I appreciate it, awesome. it man. Uh, it's not like I have a past that would have any kind of. Um, <laughs> I was hoping we had to... a little whiskey to share. <laughs> yeah, right. That would be nice. Somebody uh, run
1: down to the bar. <laughs> the whiskey.
0: Oh, man. Um, so. I guess the first thing we should talk about, because it's why we're here, is Kaya Handroll and it opening up. Could you tell people, Chef, what that is, what what the experience is at your restaurant?
4: Yeah, uh, so technically the executive chef of the property of Area 15, and we've put together a great team inside of Kaya Handroll with some of our great chefs. And it's really... It's it's
0: the trend oh, sorry, right did now. Did I demote you there? Did I just call you the executive <laughs> chef of one room? Man, I suck. It's wow. all good. You should have kicked me under the table. I'm so sorry. No, but so it's executive a very chef for the whole property. It's
4: a very very important restaurant right now to Area 15, and it's a, it's amazing. And the and the, the staff and everybody that you know came together to, to see this through to get it through the open. It's been a great great process. Um, but we've basically put together. It's one of the. It's a trend right now. You know what I mean? Uh, getting everybody. It's traditional and a trend, if you will. Um, But it's basically omakase-esque style, if you were, to where you're basically trusting the chef. We put together a very beautiful tasting menu that comes in like three, four, five, and seven choices. And you get to kind of experience and go through. And one of the important things about eating over there at Kaya is really just taking it all in, right? It's really making sure the rice is perfect, is perfect. making sure that uh, the nori is crisp when you eat it. The rice is, has to be at a certain temperature, so you can, and the fish has to be at a certain temperature, certain very, very chilled temperature. So you kind of get that, all those experiences, that umami, if you will, coming into your, you know every, every bite. And it's basically served... As you eat, as you uh, as you eat it. So basically, as soon as you get the roll sets, mm-hmm. it's recommended to start you know to start munching down on it, man. There's so
0: much, and we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked about a couple other restaurants recently that that'll do that, that'll course out even your nigiri to you or hold you, hand you your hand roll, you know, as soon as it's done. And there is a lot to be said for eating sushi fresh. And I mean, the minute you know, within minutes of it being cut. And that's why you know, if you go to some great restaurants, you like to sit at the sushi bar so that they're just handed to you instead of putting it together you know on a plate and bringing it out but here I'm assuming that you know actually I'm not going to assume anything is it just bar seating or is there table seating yeah, as well? It's
4: strictly bar seating that's okay. the kind of experience we're going for and it's exactly what you said it's really just getting everything fresh as you get it when you order it you know what I mean it's, mm-hmm. it's really important and doing something so simple as the hand roll you know, there's no hiding, right? There's not right. There's not a lot of sauces that put on it and cover everything up. Like we either nail it or you don't. And so it's it's one of those special things that makes it really awesome to be part of. And it's a good, quick bite. That's
0: one thing that's really interesting to me about this um this trend in hand rolls, hand roll restaurants, places that are big on it. There's so many good things that I love about it. Number one, it it is getting away from and I feel like in America, to get people into sushi who weren't into sushi, the ridiculous roll craze started <laughs> where you don't know if there's any fish in there. It, it no fish, there could be seven different fish. You don't know what pop you're rocks. eating. You put Pop <laughs> Rocks right? in yeah, it yeah. You yes. squirt, um, you know, there's uh, uh, cream cheese, there's uh, sp- more spicy mayo than you can handle, a bunch of sauces, a lot of fats, a lot of spirit, and, and you don't taste anything, right? So Correct. I love that there's a new trend in being respectful to rolls. Treating rolls as respectfully as as You would treat nigiri or sashimi because you know for the longest time I would only ever eat sashimi. You know, like right. I don't want all that shit on my food. But you know, if you go to a good restaurant, of course, you know the, even the rolls are great. And there's so much to be said for paying attention to the nori, paying attention to the rice. I mean, in Japan. You know, people can work in a sushi restaurant for a year only making rice oh, before yeah. they're ever allowed to mm-hmm. touch fish. And in America, that trend seemed to have died out. So I love that you're bringing back that respect for quality.
4: Oh, and I can tell you, I mean, we probably don't have time on this uh, show. But I can tell you <laughs> stories of rice development. Yeah. Really? <laughs> rice development was, like, key. Oh, yeah, wow. I mean,
0: oh. people don't think much about it. I mean, obviously, finding the right grain rice is important, cooking it properly, oh. but also just the right amount of vinegar,
4: you know. I mean, it, it's it's just important. I mean, this just steps that the, the steps that we go through, we go a little bit overboard when it just comes to like the the washing procedures and the seasoning procedures. And it was good. It was really cool to do like uh, and like you said, it, it's really cool to do some of this research and get all this stuff going and, you know, getting it respecting the product. As if you will, were some of our guys, have, you know, have told us like some of their, some of the all-you-can-eat sushi secrets around yeah. town with, with how they do their rice and how they wanted to you, they want you to to make it expand like it's a gut bomb. So, oh yeah, it, so it's crazy, right? And like right. I
0: mean, it's, well, all you can eat. They've got so many yeah, tricks, okay. like yeah. what they do with their rice. But also, do you ever notice that they'll feed? They'll, they'll always recommend the um, the unfiltered sake oh. because that fills
4: you up quicker yeah. as well. They don't <laughs> want you
0: ordering more fish. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, crazy shit. Like
4: no, that. it's. Crazy, man. It's it's really interesting.
0: So I love that you're coming to it with respect, but now I'm going to have my little bone to pick. And I don't even know if it's with you. It's just with society as a whole right now. So a lot of people are coming back and they are doing, you know, they're they're doing rolls with respect and they're not slathering it with all this shit. But now there's this trend in the open-faced hand roll. And... I don't know where that came from. Maybe it is a tradition that just got covered up for decades
4: in America, or maybe it's just a hot new trend. <laughs> I, I, it, but it pisses me off. What I loved like it is that for we're the first year. But. <laughs> it's basically a hot new trend. Yeah, It's a hot new trend out there. We, we don't do those type of uh, rolls at Kaya. Uh, so you, you do them in a cone? Like, no, no, we do them straight. Uh, we do them Timaki style. So it's basically okay. the traditional, traditional hand roll, which is not a cone. It's really a cylinder. Okay. So it's a cylinder. It's fresh fish. You know the warm rice, and you get that crunch. Because okay. when you do the cones, you have to seal them a certain way, mm-hmm. and then you lose that integrity of the nori. So. Mm-hmm. But see, I, I prefer the cone rather than that like sloppy taco
0: that people are just. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't do. We don't. <laughs> and then I, I get this taco thing, and it's like got great sea urchin in it, and yeah. it's got chutoro in it, and all this fucking amazing stuff, and then it's falling out. All over me. Well, if you, you know? want to talk
4: about nice cones, we do have a signature hand roll that we offer with a whiskey pairing oh. for eighty-eight bucks. Okay, that's got a five cool. lobster that. truffle mm. gold. Okay, well, yeah, because yeah, everybody you has more gold. gold <laughs> man,
0: I
1: mean,
4: eat more gold, yeah, Vegas. Has
0: gold. If you haven't consumed gold when you leave Las Vegas, <laughs> you haven't done Vegas right. Right. Of course. I mean, yeah, things that. Are ridiculous are needed here, you know. So I don't mind that. As yeah, long. yeah, it's, it fits in with the theme,
4: you know. It's yeah. You know, we don't want to make it feel forced. If you look at the property and how beautiful it is, how crazy, you know, and psychedelic, if you will, you know, you got to have some of those some of those things that actually fit and make sense with the. Yeah, and I'm the sure restaurant. the
0: gold looks really, really good under um under all these crazy lights. Oh yeah, gold leaf, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit, especially I think Gemini will be interested in this part because she's, you know, yeah. more more into this than I am these days, although I was always a fan of Japanese whiskeys when I drank hard. <laughs> um, what's your sake collection, what's your Japanese whiskey collection look like over there?
4: Well, right here, right here, we, we basically do uh, individual servings of Bushido, which is basically uh, sake for a Way of the Warrior. Okay. Which is really cool. And then Hakushu is our uh, featured uh, whiskey, aged 12 years, and it's a single malt, so it's... Very good. That one's, you know, we're serving that one for around forty bucks, and then that one comes in with that. That's the one. That's that's the signature one we actually serve with the the kaya special roll.
0: Okay, cool. Sounds good. Uh, What about what about um, Japanese
4: beers? Uh, just the traditionals. Yeah. Just all the traditionals. Okay. Yeah,
0: Cool. Uh, Jim, any questions on this before we get on to other topics? Um, well, we I'm got... super
1: curious because we're in such a, an artsy place. Um, you know, how or is the food at Kaya influenced by the art and other aspects of Area 15? Because, I mean, you guys do such a great way of integrating all of these different things into one cohesive space. I would imagine that would spill out with the art that goes with the restaurants. I mean, even on your website, the landing page, that's got this beautiful, super bright, almost looks like a tattoo, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of coming out at you from the middle of the page. How does that influence how you either present the food, create the food?
4: Well, I mean, uh, Kaya means of the sea. So when you think of like sea or water in particular, it presents power. And so when we paired, like when we're doing the food and designing that artwork, we kind of feel like you know the female empowerment and each one of those women that 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 speaks to the art and the art in the room represent a different different type of superhero if you will uh you know from from culture uh to fusion to tradition to umami so it's really just really embracing that and making sure that you know speaks through the food and speaks to the room
3: and I think it's important to note that that was the tradition like the roles themselves are traditional and the artwork that's coming through is we try to to very much try to expose the fact that we're we're a multicultural uh, basically establishment now so everyone that's everyone that walks in like our demographic our customer is really everyone so when we started to work on the um, the artwork that we generated for the space we did like lean into the ai generation of things just so that we could say anyone that comes in here is one of our guests so the traditional part of our artwork is also the traditional part of our food so i think they lend themselves hand in hand in that regard
1: Interesting. Cool. Cool. Mm -hmm. Thank you.
3: Yeah. And then, of course, like the big thing that we say at Area 15 is we add our Area 15 frosting to it. So even (laughs) though even if we've generated this out of an AI platform, we've also gone in and added our own details and made it look a little more like like us, a little more Area 15. And I think we can say the same for all the food that comes out of there as well.
0: Um That's so really cool. t- Since I now know that you are executive chef for the I knew that. I just fucked <laughs> <talked to> you <laughs> <laughs> But I can ask you about other restaurants, so that makes it even more fun. Um, so let's get down to, to a few more places that are in here. I want to go to The Beast because I've liked The Beast. I wrote mm-hmm. about it for the Review journal, journal when it first opened. I was very, very mm-hmm. surprised by um, how serious their barbecue program right. was in there. And um, But I guess the big question everybody's asking right now, is it still taught English? This is restaurant the Beast because we know that he's not associated with all the restaurants he had been in Las Vegas.
4: Right. It was, well, to, to answer your question very simply, since mm-hmm. I, you probably had not have been able to get a good answer. Yeah. Yes, Todd English is still involved with it. Okay. But, awesome, and that's great. And yeah, yeah and been big cool. developing the menu, and it's an honor just you know to work alongside and. And help you know no. help with that help at that restaurant,
0: and, and that's fantastic. So, could you speak a bit to the beast? Because what's always impressed me there is that there are so many different kitchens going on. I mean, yeah. first of all, it's a wild looking restaurant. It's yeah. fun to go in there. I brought teenagers in there. You know, that my yeah. friends' kids. They always have a good time. Um, you know, it's a lot of fun. You, I mean, I, what is it? The chicken wings that come on the sticks.
4: Yeah, and, chicken wings come on the sticks. Yeah. The potato tornadoes. Right. I mean, <laughs> it's just
0: it's a fun, fun place. But what's always blown me away is that there are like. Multiple kitchen areas within that kitchen—they're very different from each other, and they're all really top-notch. Like I said, originally there were two great pitmasters running the barbecue section. But could you run down like how the different aspects that go into the beast?
4: Yeah, it just comes—it just goes back to the design and try to how do we how can we be playful and execute such at a high level. So each restaurant is broken down into different sections. So even though you're sitting down and you have this, you know, awesome menu in front of you it's all, it's all synchronized by coming out of different sections. So each, the whole kitchen is pretty much built into like four mini kitchens, like you put it. So it's really just designed that way to actually like being able to uh, provide elevated, an elevated experience, you know, because sometimes you design the kitchens and everything gets kind of a little jumbled and People are running over this side, or people are running over that side. Right. So really, to try to take that into account and be able to execute at a high level.
0: How would you break down the menu? Because it seems like there are very distinctive mem- menus when I was in there. That
4: it's it, you know I would break it down. To, I mean obviously the, the feature is the barbecue. Mm-hmm. The feature we got two great chefs in there right now um, that you know take that handle that portion of it very serious. You know they start their day like around five to seven a.m. every day getting that uh, smoker ready. Um, but then you know it's American fun right you have you have your favorites you got your burgers you got the pizzas you got the wings i mean obviously you got salads so it's a little bit of everything it's a little bit of fun
0: cool cool um anything else we need to ask uh, about the beast? i want i want to know you about to the about
1: beast, the beast? no i haven't okay. actually i've been in i i got to walk in and and take a little bit of a tour but i have not eaten there yet so it's a good joint you should it's check on it my out. list
2: <laughs> uh, uh definitely. any questions
1: um, One more, just because we're talking about eating and drinking, um, tell me more about Oddwood and the Oddwood tree and. Ah, and uh, yes, <laughs>
0: Oddwood. Oddwood. Yes. And all the places, by the way, the restaurants that we're talking about, again, these would be places that probably a reservation's recommended, but you can just come in, and if you're going to do a Mega Mart or if you're going to do, you know, be a crossover at Lost Spirits or whatever, you could just wander in and just grab a bite at any of these places and grab a drink at oddwood right oh Oh,
3: yeah absolutely so all the restaurants um we do accept reservations at the beast but we um at kaya we are first come first serve so it's a walk-up we do have wait lists and um we have busier times than others of course but that's the the whole experience of just being able to interact with the chef directly so um, but at Oddwood, absolutely, we have the ability to, if you're just waiting to go into um, Omega Mart, waiting to kill some time in between. Sometimes we have some really great experience packages, too, and you have a little bit of downtime, you can head over there, um, grab some of the craft cocktails is what we're known for. We change them out seasonally, so that's really fun. We have some staples, like seven or eight staples that are always going to be there. Um, believe it or not, our best seller always for like three, two years now has been the Watermelon um the Mexican candy watermelon uh and now the second one that's coming it's just like watermelon is the thing over here so now really? we, yeah everyone <laughs> loves the watermelons that we have a, a watermelon mule that now is kind of like <laughs> picking up speed it might take the top position now but <laughs> um but a really cool thing that just happened at Oddwood um in the last couple of months is we started a small bites menu and i i love that menu i think it's great that you can go in there and have something that's a little bit different from the beast a little bit different than obviously from uh Kaya as well but we have you know the drumsticks we have um, the lobster rolls that are over there um, just some little sure. small things that you can grab and go that's great. That's yeah. awesome. And it's a, and it's definitely an elevated small bites menu, and that's, like, right up my alley. So, no, like, top of yeah, style. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sit
3: at the bar.
0: And then uh, I don't want to miss any major dining spots. So, you have Elizabeth Blau. Um, I mm-hmm. forget. What's the name of the restaurant that she does over at Lumen? Lumen. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you they
3: did just launch a new menu, too. Did they? So, what's yes.
0: going on in the new menu there? So,
3: I had the chicken sandwich yesterday. Fantastic. Okay. Uh-huh. We have a pan-seared salmon coming through. So, they're rolling out a little bit. So, three items this week. Three items next week i'm really excited about that because the menu hasn't changed since it opened So that's something cool to check out soon too. That's awesome. And, and then we're missing the.
0: Well, then yeah, we have to talk about Lost Spirits yeah. briefly, oh, yeah. even though i have done an entire episode about Lost yeah, Spirits. Yeah, but in you the have past. to bring
3: it up since we're
1: here.
0: Yeah, um, you know <laughs> Lost Spirits Distillery, which is primarily an experiential distillery. And if you go in there and you get the, the speech, I mean, the, the guy who who designed this is like on the cover of Smithsonian Magazine for coming up with a way to make whiskey taste aged by treating it with sunlight. And I mean, it's just fucking genius guy right and he built this place because now he's into rum now that he's conquered the whiskey world I guess yeah. and he built this so they, they distill rum in there you can learn a lot about the distilling process about his history about the science but then there's also just great performers and in that way it's very I know nobody likes the comparisons but it's very Spiegel worldy and it's having all kinds right. of cool like hip little things you may have a juggler half naked you know whatever <laughs> this and, and also just great that, that new trend in um, modern lounge where you know where somebody could go from a Billie Holiday song into a Snoop Dogg song but you know treat it with a that old cool jazz so that's all the entertainment and then there's that 20,000 leagues under the sea Mm -hmm. oh yes now could you explain that chef I know it's not your purview but but you as a chef would be in a better position to explain it than maybe I would
4: (laughs) it it just it's just awesome right like just the, the level of creativity the, the the way that everything comes out the the pairings with the rums and the rooms and just the whole atmosphere just adds to that adds to that whole amazing experience right it's almost like a three or four D experience if if you will you know what I mean I don't I, you know if you ever went to uh, I had the opportunity to go to, to had the chef table over at uh, at um, I'm now using my no, no, we're thinking um, yeah. Haleo? You no think it's a, you? I was in Chicago oh. and I was eating at uh, Alenia, Alenia, Alenia. You. Oh, There you go. I, I was got this just there. Alenia, she was yeah, just at Alenia. Yeah, yeah and, so and be, I was
0: just trying to figure out if that restaurant on the Bear this season was yeah. Alenia or it was yeah, just no, pretending you know, like, to be yeah. I don't mean to, I
4: don't mean yeah. to compare it to Alenia, but it just it just reminds me no, that it's worth making a drawing. It just it just it's just amazing that the your senses right it just it hits all your senses and that's why I really enjoy about it right just it, you got the look the feel the taste the touch the smell the scenery like a it's,
0: story. There's it's a story that goes it's, yeah. behind it. It's awesome. You know what I
4: mean? It's it's an awesome. experience. Experience. And if people haven't checked it out yet, they definitely should.
0: And that's one that you're going to want to make your reservation months yes. in advance. Yes, months yes. in advance. Months in advance. Months in advance. You don't have to do that a lot in Las Vegas, which I, to, you know, it messes me up when I go to other cities. <laughs> Call my chef buddy, like, hey, can I come in tonight? He's like, no, dude, we're sold out three months in advance. <laughs> oh, <asshole." laughs> well, yeah, I forgot. That doesn't happen often in Las Vegas, but it does happen yeah, there at Las Vegas. It does, Spirit. definitely. Definitely. Yeah, and it's a, an intimate experience. I'm not sure what the max is, but no more than, I don't know, 15, 20 yep. people, I'd exactly. say, yeah. in there. And you go in, and you're on the submarine, and you learn all about oh. the story of Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. It's amazing. It's really, really, yeah, the, really chandelier the chandeliers rock. Yep. Like, it's yeah,
4: really cool. Yep. It's really
0: I mean, cool. yeah, it's like a grown-up Disney World. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would say you compared it to and I think that's fair. Um, also, to me, it's like dining at Table Thirty Three, Club Thirty Three, Club Thirty Three. <laughs> yes. Yeah, excuse me, in Disneyland. Yeah. You know, right above the Pirates of the Caribbean, right where you're above that oh, giant yeah. ride that that's happening. Um, <laughs> so yeah, man, it's it's really really cool. Um, What else? I know we're running low on time, so I want to make sure we touch on anything. What other, any other bars or restaurants that are happening in here that I have not mentioned? Yes.
3: Yes. So we have, we did just bring in a boba spot. So it's called Dreamweaver. Um, That just opened maybe two months ago. Really great. Little boba's that are coming out of there and frozen ice creams, um and then we still have liftoff outside. So our liftoff bar has been
0: that I've never been to. That's that we yeah. I drive by it's it whenever you're taking the one? no when you're on the di underpass right. Okay. You always see it. There's this big fucking pole sticking <laughs> yeah. up out of area 15, <laughs> <laughs> and like there's like a table. I'm I'm doing this hand gestures yes. people and I'm like a table <laughs> around the pole, and it's like a bar where you go like way up in the sky and get drunk. Oh, I have and then not you come back that. down yeah. yeah,
3: well, and even when you get up there, you do a 360 turn, and you it's honestly the best view I've ever seen of the city uh, and being here for okay. almost 20 years still it's, have not done that it's, sign it's, me up for that Yeah, <laughs> seven minutes seven minutes and you just get to see everything have a good conversation and come back down
0: oh I'm glad love we it. didn't forget that Yes. we
3: also have Asylum so Asylum is our new bar arcade okay yeah
0: and I don't think wait no I Asi- Is that the, I did a story for the RJ on a little thing in the back of Omega Mart. Was that Asylum or is that no? Something that's else? the
3: that's okay. the um, the like hidden secret bar inside of Omega Mart. Oh, I'm not Asylum. supposed to talk about
0: that one. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> well, <laughs> it's
3: there. Yeah. You it, you just got to find it <laughs> when you get in there. <laughs> got to find it and get a buzz button. Those are the best in there. All uh, right. Yeah.
0: So where's Asylum located?
3: So Asylum is actually just right right here um, on the second level, and it's two stories. So it's downstairs is our arcade that's twenty under twenty one, so kids can come in there, which is great. And then upstairs is the bar that um specializes in local craft beers.
0: Awesome. That's well, great. so now you know where to go to eat. Come hungry. I mean, there's you could just spend an entire day at Area 15. I seriously suggest you do. Um I suggest people come here, spend a lot of time. Um bring the kids, let them go nuts in Omega Mart. They'll never leave right. and then you can it's go and quietly sure, yeah. drink. Yeah, like that was the thing. Like, you know, we we're there, <laughs> my wife, myself and our friend's kid and like she was tired. My, Sue was like, okay, we've been here about 40 minutes. I'm ready. And, you know, the kid could have stayed there like three or four oh, yeah. hours, yeah. you know, and we compromised on about an hour. But I do think, like, you know, it's good to keep in mind that, you know, the, I guess you can't leave there once you're in, but you can leave the kids in there and you can go out and yeah. drink. So um, there's just so much to do. Come hungry and, yeah, and come when you don't have a reservation. Don't worry about it. Just walk in. Find explore the place. You'll find cool shit to yeah. do. Anything yeah. else I need to tell people or is that
4: pretty much it?
3: I think you guys have covered it all. That's so okay. You really awesome. have.
4: Maybe one other thing. Yes. Oh, tell us. Lift off. Be careful if you wear sandals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. I'll keep that in mind. They just fall on people's heads that are randomly walking by all the time. If I get hit by a sandal, then sue you I'm going to you guys want to own this place. I got hit by a sandal. Well, cool, man. And thank you both for your time, man. It's Absolutely. fantastic thank having you. you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: And we've got the news coming up next. This is Food and Loathing.
4: We are all over social media. Just search for Food and Loathing, or reach out directly, info at foodandloathing.vegas.
1: And where am I these days? What am I doing? Most important, what am I eating, cooking, and learning? Find out anytime at wishboneandvine.com. One more time, that's info at foodandloathing.vegas. And my site, wishboneandvine.com.
0: And if Rich mixed in those sound effects correctly, you already know that it is time for the news. Um, what should we run down today? So much, but I'm not eh, not that one now. I get to that next week. Uh, a lot going on over at Green Valley Ranch, actually. Um, a new bar, Polaris Bar, just opened this past weekend. And then they also where have,
1: did they put that? Do you know?
0: Um, it's in my notes, but no. Okay. I'm sorry. That's fine. I don't I can know what it, it is off the top. Um, but the, they do know that they have um, two new restaurants that are coming next year, which is also the exciting for me. Having a new bar, Polaris Bar, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. But I'm very excited that they're also bringing uh, Blue Ribbon Sushi, which is at Red Rock, is going over to Green Valley Ranch, and also a Mediterranean concept. Both of those coming from the Bromberg brothers, who, who of course, are the guys behind Blue Ribbon. And actually, I sat down, well, I haven't done it yet, but by the time you hear this, I will have sat down with somebody (laughs) from Green Valley Ranch to talk a bit about everything that's going on over there. So we're going to drop that in right here. So I'm here with Ken Jansen, Vice President and General Manager of Green Valley Ranch. Um, and we are sitting in Hank's Steakhouse right now in Green Valley Ranch. But that's not what we're here to talk about. But we got a nice quiet spot, so I'm very happy about that. Um, but they have a lot going on right now at Green Valley Ranch and signs of things to come if you look real close. So, Ken, could you tell me what the big news is this week out of GVR?
5: Yeah, so this last week we just opened up our new bar in the middle of the casino, the Polaris Bar. Um, but really that's the first step in a reinvention of the property or a reimagination, really. So uh, we a- we actually just completed a refresh of our backyard pool uh, in the spring. Uh, then we're now we're doing – we just revealed the bar this week, and now we're going to have uh, a high-limit table game space coming later this year. So we're going to uh, expand from five high-limit table games to 13 uh, that will also include a new bar. Uh, we'll reimagine our high-limit slot space, uh, expand from 98 games to about 127, um, and modernize that room. And then also add two restaurants, uh, Blue Ribbon Sushi, um, as well as a, a Mediterranean concept by the Blue Ribbon Group as well. Yeah, so let's
0: talk about those new restaurants, um, because obviously people know Blue Ribbon Group here in Las Vegas. But what are
5: the two new restaurants that are coming? So Blue Ribbon Sushi is going to be the first concept to open. Um, That is going to be very similar to the successful concept that already exists at Red Rock. Uh, We're moving forward with that based on guest feedback, to be honest. So our guests actually go to Red Rock to uh, experience that restaurant. And so as we talk to them, they say, boy, it would be nice if that was in our backyard in Henderson. So we think that'll be an excellent amenity to add, and we're really, really excited about that one. What about the
0: Mediterranean concept? Because I'm not that familiar with um, the Blue Ribbon team, what they have going on in New York right now. It's been a little while for me. But I don't even know if they've ever done Mediterranean. Is this a first for them?
5: Is this a new-to-market concept? Uh, this I think will be their first uh, Mediterranean concept they 're working through it right now uh, and developing what 's going to be an amazing menu i 've seen a few previews of it, uh, but i don 't want to speak too much to it because I think it's still still in design and they 're still working through the process of perfecting that and But everything i 've seen so far it 's going to be fantastic and as I think about the the marketplace here in henderson i don't i can 't think of anybody else that even tries to o- operate in that space, so we 're really excited about it. And what can you
0: tell us about Polaris Bar? I mean, is it is it just a cool video poker bar? Is there a certain specialty cocktail that they do over there? Is there anything that people need to know about that bar? Because right now, by the way, it looks, for anybody that's listening, it looks very um, almost VIP in a weird way because it's one of the few things in any casino where there's nothing around it except these big construction walls as you prepare new projects for it. So it's sort of like an island of tranquility over there. But what's the vibe that you're selling for um, Polaris Bar?
5: Yeah, it's definitely on a bit of an island right now with uh, the construction walls around it. Uh, but, you know, long term, I think the vision for that is it's, it's somewhere between a traditional casino bar and drop bar. Right. So I think we're going to certainly see uh, a gaming customer, a video poker player is going to navigate to that bar, particularly while we're in the middle of this construction. I think you'll see some of our guests who used to play at our high limit slot bar Uh, will navigate out there as a space for them to play bar top games. But I think you're also going to see what we sometimes call as the hospitality guest. Right. So the non gaming guest will come for a cocktail. There's plenty of specialty cocktails on the menu. We'll continue to reinvent those as the year goes on and some great wines and some great beers. And so I think you're going to see, you know, couples and friends gather there uh, as well and, and not necessarily be gaming
0: okay now forgive me because i'm not big on um playing machines these days right so i don't know but you mentioned high limit players uh, migrating over there so are the limits going to be higher at that at the um, video poker at polaris bar than they are at the other bars here in gvr or are they going to be set at the same limits
5: Uh, They're going to be set very similar to our other bars around property, with a a small exception over the next six months. So one of the things we were really mindful of is uh, at our high limit bar, which did have higher limits and higher denoms available to those guests... We wanted to make sure we protected that experience during this interim period while we're under construction. So what we've done is we've actually at all of our bars around the property, added a few units that match the exact game types that those guests had available to them in high limit slots prior uh, to make sure that they had a place to go to. So really our high limit player who is waiting on their new room to open later this year can go to any one of our existing bars and find the same games and the same products that they're used to having available to them.
1: 70 Las Vegas restaurants have been honored with Wine Spectator 2023 Restaurant Awards this year. Woo! Four strip restaurants received the magazine's highest honor with Joel Robichon, Picasso, Restaurant Guy Savoy, and Delmonico Steakhouse all earning a
0: grand award. Yeah, that's, that's a lot, man. We're in one market getting the Grand Award. pretty good.
1: And then off the strip and outside of the casinos, we're looking at Jing, La Strega, Fogo de Chao, Piero's, Lotus of Siam, Vintner Grill, Del Frisco Double Eagle Steakhouse, and Harlow all received either an Award of Excellence or Best of Award of Excellence. That's pretty freaking big.
0: Dude. Yeah, I mean, eight, that's eight off-strip lot. non-casino restaurants getting nominated in Wine Spectator, 70 restaurants throughout the valley. You Go over to winespectator.com. You can figure out where, who got what and where you want to go.
1: Amazing.
0: The wine is good in this town, apparently.
1: The wine is good in this town.
0: Uh, some Independence Day things, I guess, I'm going to run down if you're looking for something to do to celebrate our nation's <sighs> long um, weekend. birthday, long weekend, whatever people. it is you're celebrating. <laughs> uh, Carver Steak has a special July 4th menu. It's going to include um, lobster corn chowder with truffle and Parmesan foam, a surf and turf with porterhouse and bacon-wrapped prawns, and a grilled peach sundae. Go into the country, gonna eat a <laughs> lot of peaches. Uh, Cabo Wabo Cantina. Yeah, I know you don't normally think Mexican for, um, for Fourth of July, but check it out—they're having a strip side party all day. Watch the fireworks at night from their patio, and they have an all-American cocktail that they're serving all day with vodka, rum, coconut, cranberry, pineapple, um, blue coriander. So yeah, it's going to be red, white, and blue. Hey, it's
1: a party, and like it's it. got red, white, and blue. Right. I'm okay with that. You can
0: drink it while you watch fireworks. I mean, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, Crush over at the MGM is has, having a holiday menu with classic American dishes, lollipop chicken wings, mini burgers with bacon marmalade and smoked cheddar, baby back ribs with chipotle rub and house-made barbecue sauce, um, chicken mac and cheese, and mm. braised bacon kale. Their cocktail is going to be the Pop Rock Martini. Yeah. Of course, everybody's b- busting it is into Pop their... There Pop Rocks
1: again. <laughs>
0: and their Blue Carousel. Everybody's fucking... I hope, I hope whoever sells that, if it's Southern Wine or Breakthrough or whoever runs Blue Carousel, I hope they are keeping the fucking place is stocked for right? Fourth of july <laughs> um this is interesting the high roller wheel if you want to go over there yeah. they're actually having a red white and views picnic and that's on july 4th of course 2 p.m to 5 p.m that's inside their little building there so they're gonna have hot dogs popcorn ice cream cotton candy face painting coloring stations oversized games like jenga connect 4 all that shit um tickets are 42 dollars for those over 13, $27 for four to 12. Um, and they include a ride on that big Ferris wheel. Oh, so, cool. And if you already have ride tickets for the wheel for those hours, you could purchase the picnic add on on the side. Well, that $50. sounds
1: like a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. And you get to see the city. And I kind of like that wheel. I mean, it's, you know, super complains that it's boring once you get on it but like it kind you're of not is. on it that fucking long no. you got a good view and you know it's yeah. sort of fun i'm not one of these people and i know
1: you don't drink a lot but we just need to buy her a martini or something and then you can enjoy the view for yeah. 30 minutes it's I great mean, <laughs> i would
0: never do one of those where i would actually like book the pod with the bar in it just to, see like, i was you're just thinking that might be enough. kind of
1: fun but for 30 minutes you're going to be slamming drinks and not paying attention yeah to anything you'll else. never <laughs> see anything
0: and then you'll fall off so i don't know But I do think, I like this idea of having the picnic there, July 4th, so good for them. Black Tap's also doing a shake, but I don't have the details on that, but it'll be red, white, and blue, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, Tailgate Social at Palace Station, having an all-American tailgate burger, which is a wood grilled eight-ounce burger, garlic balsamic balsamic butter, white cheddar, uh, grilled onions, lettuce, tomatoes, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) $7.04 all day. Oh, look at that. July July 4th. Um, and then over at Green Valley Ranch Baracha is um, doing the Miss Independent Cocktail which is rum, campari, pineapple juice and simple syrup 16 bucks on that one and the American Gringo Tacos which are <laughs> ground beef, pico de gallo lettuce, cilantro and cream um, and that's two for 7 bucks. and botilia in Green Valley Ranch another place if you want to go yes. watch fireworks these will presumably be different fireworks than the ones you see at the strip if you go to <laughs> Hagar's but Henderson's doing theirs um they're going to have live music in Botelia from 6 to 9. Then a drink called the Firework Freedom Fizz, which is champagne, pineapple, and shambord That's 18 bucks. And then patio viewing of the fireworks, which happened at 9 o'clock. I'm not sure what happened to the one on the strip happened. You'll look that up if you want to go over and watch them at um, Cabo Wabo. But they will be at 9 o'clock, so make your reservation at Botelia for around that time. Uh, I think that's about it this week. Big thanks to all of our guests and our hosts here at Area Fifteen. Um, thanks to Meg Parson, Dan—I I forget who we got. Well, somebody wasn't Rick, even here. Dan was.
1: Meg, Meg, Meg wasn't, wasn't here. Able to join sorry. Yes. Yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> so I write things down, and then I'm just a slave to what's on the fucking sheet of paper. I suck. <laughs> anyway, thanks to Dan Pelson, Jennifer Falcione, and Chef Chris Garcia. We're going to be back next week with more deliciousness. Until then, with Samantha Gemini Stevens and the the behind-the-scenes Rich Johnson, I'm Al Mancini. Stay hungry, people.